On today's Locked On Texan podcast, the Houston Texans add to their coaching staff the future of the defensive front, and could the Houston Texans be in the market to switch out with another team's disgruntled quarterback? But first, let's start the countdown. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Houston Texans, the Locked On Texas, your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm John Hickman, and I'm joined by none other than the great Cody Davis. As on today's episode, we will discuss the addition to the Houston Texans coaching staff and the future of Jacob Martin with the team, along with Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, two players that don't want to be with their franchises, at least at least if we look at the reports of what's coming out of uh, the Arizona Cardinals locker room, could there be a opportunity to swap out the two quarterbacks? And what does that mean for Davis Mills? But first, Cody, Josh Shazier was added to the Houston Texans coaching staff on Monday, uh, he is going to be the Texas' newest defensive line coach, 41 years of age, played for the Chargers between the years of 2003 through 2012, and was the defensive line coach for San Diego during 2015 through 2019. Uh, he is one of the few coaches that were brought in that does not have any a connection with this current coaching staff, at least when we look at in terms of working together. So the Houston Texans bring in another coach to help with the defensive uh, scheme, what they want to do with this team. And, you know, Cody, I am curious to see how Shazer will actually play out. And that leads me to uh, right now it does look like the Houston Texans are prioritizing Malik Collins over Jacob Martin. What are your thoughts? Um, It's hard to say. I was actually hoping that the Texans were able to retain both Malik Collins and Jacob Martin, especially for a guy like Jacob Martin, because, John, we all know part of the reason why we were so enamored by Lovey Smith is because of the work that he was able to do with uh, with several guys on defense. And one of the guys that he actually made a switch and put them in a position in order for them to succeed was Jacob Martin. Remember at the start of OTAs came on this show was one of the first people to report that Jacob Martin was switching from a linebacker to a defensive end. And we saw the results. We actually had an opportunity to see him not only have his best season since coming to the Houston Texans in 2019, but he actually had an opportunity to have his most productive season of his NFL career and I get it I understand it I'm pretty sure they want to pair Jonathan Grenard with a more valuable defensive end on the opposite side of that defensive line but you know when I take a look at Malik Collins you know he is one of the brightest spots of that defensive front and it is extremely important that they bring him back as well so you know <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm iffy on this news, but, you know, I hate to see Jacob Martin go, but John, listeners and viewers in hindsight, this might be one of those trades where no team came out as winners because, look, 
the Seattle Seahawks, they only had Jadavion Clowney for a year, and we saw how that worked out. And for the Houston Texans, I mean, it took them, what, three years in order to get some type of consistent um, production from Jacob Martin. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it, honestly. Uh, Jacob Martin, in his role for Houston, I think that he had some good moments while he was in the red, white, and blue. I get it. However, I think now when we look at the future, especially when we look at who's going to be head coach, when we look at those great defensive teams that Lovey Smith had in Chicago, <clears throat> one player that stands out to me is Tommy Harrison. Now, Malik Collins is not Tommy Harrison, nor do I see at this time a Tommy Harrison-esque player on this roster. And we may see Houston prioritize defensive tackle over defensive end in this year's draft. Who knows? But it makes sense to have a player like a Malik Collin who had his best year since his year removed from the Dallas Cowboys. We know that he struggled in the Vegas for the Vegas Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, came to Houston two and a half sacks. Uh, I want to say 30 total tackles. He does have to work on those penalties. However, I think he was very productive in his role in getting back to a place where he's more comfortable at the technique he should be playing. And he also had other guys around him that uh, I think helped him out in his game on the field that was able to kind of, you know, create pressure and he was able to benefit from the work and job of other players. And so for Jacob Martin, you know, I, I, I hope that Houston is able to uh, maybe work something out for him on, on a cheaper deal. But right now, Houston doesn't have the most favorable cap space. And I think every penny that they could use to really improve, and I mean really get better, they're going to do that. And when you look at a player like a Jacob Martin, who was on that, you know, last year, their contract, Malik Collins, who signed the, uh, the one-year deal, right now, what's more important and who can – actually help this team on the defensive defensive front more. And I, I hands down go with Malik Collins. He can help you out more in the run. He's more consistent in that area. And uh when you look at what he's able to do with rushing the passer, he helps out the other guys around him. So uh for Jacob Martin, you know, as I mentioned, had some good time in Houston, but it's time for the end of the road. Speaking of end of the road, Colin Murray may want out of Arizona. We know Deshaun Watson doesn't want to hop back on the road for the Houston Texans, at least. And so would it make sense for a swap at quarterback for the two franchises? Before we get into that, football season may be over, but basketball is now in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all of the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the number one and best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's just not BetOnline with basketball. BetOnline with hockey. It's BetOnline with boxing. It's BetOnline with UFC. All of the odds right down to the Olympic coverage and information. So don't forget, check out, head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the new trends and action over at betonline.net where the game starts. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. And ladies and gentlemen, if you guys have been keeping up with everything that's been going on in Arizona over the last week or so, you should not be surprised by our next topic. And for those of you guys who don't know, it seems like Kyler Murray Times with the Arizona Cardinals is starting to come to an end sooner rather than later. According to reports, there are people within the organization that has questioned Murray's leadership, plus Kyler Murray feels like he's being used as a scapegoat for the reason why the Arizona Cardinals has such a terrible and horrendous playoff game against the now defending Super Bowl champions in the Los Angeles Rams. And it seems like both parties are starting to disassociate themselves from one another, especially Kyler Murray, who actually last week deleted everything off of his social media accounts that had everything to do with the Arizona Cardinals. And that's a little bit funny because we saw Deshaun Watson and the Texans go down this road last year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but John, listeners and viewers, you know, yes, there's a social media side of things, but I think the worst part of all this, and I think this is also getting lost in the shuffle when you hear Kyler Murray's leadership and his social media and all that. The worst part about all of this and part of the reason why a lot of people are starting to believe the Cardinals may move on from Murray is the fact that all of this is starting to transpire in an offseason where he's eligible for his extension. And that is where the opportunity lies. So, John, listeners and viewers, let me just say this, and I know we're going to focus on Davis Mills a little bit more in this conversation. Let me just be the first one to say this. I'm a believer in Davis Mills. I'm actually hoping that the Texans move forward in Davis with Davis Mills in 2022. I love watching that young man develop from the first day I saw him at OTAs all the way down to the performance that he had to close out his rookie season against the Tennessee Titans. I love seeing the growth in that young man. But John, listeners and viewers, if Nick Casario has an opportunity to flip Deshaun Watson for Kyler Murray, I think he should do it because first and foremost, you would still have one of the youngest and one of the most explosive quarterbacks in this league and a guy that's a little bit similar to another guy in Deshaun Watson. You thought you had locked down over the last, what, what was it, over the next five to six years or so. Plus, Kyler Murray can actually speed up this rebuilding process that we see the Houston Texans are on as of right now. Why would you, this is not specifically speaking to you, but why would the Houston Texans trade for a guy that's similar to the guy that they already had? And here's a couple of things. For one, Arizona can't afford Deshaun Watson right now. So if they do look at, uh, because right now they are projected to have between 9 to $16 million in cap space for this upcoming season. Now, uh, the good thing about that for Houston, if they wanted to play around with that idea, well, it'll only be $11 million for Kyler Murray this year, and then they'll be able to work out an extension. And I'm sure that if Houston wanted to go that route of making the trade, that <clears throat> they're going to send that back and get a player in pigs back, then we're going to make sure that we have you locked down and we're not throwing in on no trade clause. Let's go around. <laughs> but – for the for the Arizona Cardinals, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, yeah, they are only going to have between 9.5 million to around 16 to 17 million dollars in cap space next year, and they are already kind of. I'm reading articles and I'm reading reports. They're already going to have to put themselves uh, in a situation to where they're going to have to let go of some players in order to make room. And so for Arizona, 
Uh, when you look at paying $15 million to J.J. Watt, former Texan, when you look at paying, uh, what, what is it, nearly $25 million to whatever crazy amount to another former Texan in DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> both of those players were not able to finish this season or be pretty much any type of production value at all. Uh, for Arizona, do you want to risk that with another third Texan that you still don't know about his legal situation? Now, of course, NFL teams are doing their due diligence. I get it. Nobody is going to trade for him unless they are absolutely sure that maybe after four or six games in the NFL year, if he gets suspended, he's able to play immediately that season. But overall, you know, for Kyler Murray, I'd also look at this for the Houston Texans. His projected market value right now is going to be $43 million. Can you afford that for a player with reports coming out of that locker room that during halftime when everything ain't going right, he got his earbuds in talking to his girlfriend instead of being with his players? Are you going to you want to pay $43 million to another player who has a long list of issues when it comes to playing on the field. His height comes into play. Uh, the offense has to be centered around him and his strengths. And if it's not going right, uh, he struggles at times. He's a very talented quarterback, the best quarterback in Texas, the state of Texas history, high school history. But do you want to sink in that amount of money with the cap going up when you can use that and kind of take those picks from whatever team you're going to trade the shun to Build your roster, what you have right now. Save money for the next couple of years because you have Davis Mills on a rookie contract and at least give that young man another year or so to grow and develop. That's what I would question. And I love Kyler. I think Kyler is a uber-talented quarterback. But when you hear reports of that he's not getting along with his teammates, the earbud talking to your girlfriend at halftime was crazy. And I'm gonna be, I'm going to be very honest. Kyler can't feel slighted because, uh, or feel like he's a scapegoat because of that playoff game when he actually performed terribly, right? They brought in a Cliff Kingsbury to maximize your strength. And, of course, they played up against a, a very great Los Angeles Ram team uh, who won the Super Bowl, as you mentioned. But, I mean, no, for Houston, I wouldn't like this trade because of the future money that you're going to have to sink in when you can take that money. And this team still has a lot of holes to fill. You can take that money, work out all of these other issues. And, hey, by the way, if you go into next season and Davis Mills is a dud and it doesn't work out, well, you still have the NFL draft where you have a C.J. Stroud, where you have a Bryce Young, where you have young, talented quarterbacks that's coming out where you don't have to worry about their immediate contracts. That's the issue right now with Deshaun Watson. They're going to have to move on from him, or they're either going to find the heck out of him, or that $40 million is getting paid. And then the following year, you're going to have to work out some uh, with Kyler Murray, where you can just go and keep these guys on these rookie contracts and really build up this roster, which is what I think Nick Serio would rather do than paying a high-priced quarterback where you're not 100% sure how sold he is on football. Not your team, on football. Because at any given moment, moment Kyler Murray can go play baseball and live the best of life. 
Well, all of that is true, John. I think we're missing two important factors. One, we all know how hell-bent Nick Casario has been on getting the fair market value for Deshaun Watson. It's part of the reason why we're still talking about whether or not the Texans can trade Deshaun Watson 13 months after he first put in his trade request. Yes, we all know his off-field issues played a significant part in all of this, but you still have to take a look at the reality of the situation. Nick Casario is not going to depart from Deshaun Watson until he gets what he wants and i think kyler murray because he is what a two-time pro bowler and he is close to what deshaun watson is on the field that might be enough for nick Asirio to say okay let me pull the trigger and let's see what we can do with murray and two and most importantly and i think this is the biggest reason why we're having this discussion Remember a couple weeks ago, you and I came on this very same podcast and we talked about Nick Casario being non-committal about the possibility of Davis Mills returning as the Houston Texans starter for 2022. If you don't remember, let me refresh your memory. Davis made a lot of progress this season. Um, you know, he's he's under contract. He's one of the few quarterbacks we have under contract. You know, Tyrod's a free agent. Um, the Deshaun situation, to Sarah's point, you know, is something that we're going to have to deal with. But I'd say, um, you know, he made a lot of progress and strides, you know, those first however many games that he played, um, you know, he was thrust into, you know, any rookie quarterback was, you know, would be put in a tough spot. But when you look at the body of work and some of the things that he was able to accomplish, um, he, he, he made a lot of progress. And, you know, I'd say, you know, when you look at him relative to some of the other rookie quarterbacks that played last season, you know, you can make an argument that he was as good or better as, you know, any one of them. So what does that mean for next year? That doesn't really mean anything. Um, we felt Davis was a good player when we drafted him, and I think some of the things that you saw from him um, this season um, were certainly confirmation of that. He's got a long way to go as well. He'll be the first to tell you that. He's got to learn about, I would say, more than anything, defenses and what the other team is trying to do when you take it out of, like, what are we running? I think for any quarterback, the ability to understand what's going on on that side of the ball helps you as much as anything about, like, here's the play call and here's what this guy's doing on this play. What that sounds like to me is a general manager that has been impressed by his rookie quarterback, but he will keep his options open. Wouldn't be mad at him, you know, if you keep your options open. And I will say if Houston and Arizona is involved in a trade, I can see it being one of the rare three-team trades in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Three-team trades in the NFL are very rare because, like as I mentioned, Arizona is going to have to create room somehow, some way. And, uh, you know, last year, a buddy of mine was letting me, you know, he told me that Colin hmm. uh, Murray was on the Dallas Cowboys private jet. And I don't know, I'm not going to speculate about anything with Dak or what's going on with the Cowboys. However, if Houston does look to make a move, I, I absolutely see another team being involved to help Arizona move on from some of those players, get some of that money off their books in order to create room for Deshaun Watson. Um, and then bring Kyler Murray here to Houston where he'd be back similar home, you know, and, and, and again, the greatest high school quarterback in the state of Texas history. So uh, it, it'd be very interesting to see how it works out, but I don't think that Houston should make a move on Kyler Murray. That's my personal opinion. We'll just see how that continues to play out. This, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to carry all the parts your car needs. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer 
choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pockets right now. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on Texans in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Welcome back, Locked On Texan fans. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Be sure to check out Locked On Best Podcast, hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all major platforms. And before we close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans, as I mentioned in the last segment, it has now officially been 13 months since Deshaun Watson put in, put in his trade request. And John, listeners and viewers, I, I remember when Deshaun Watson put in his trade request and we started to, you know, accept the fact that Deshaun would no longer be a part of the Houston Texans moving forward. We were all excited to see what Sam Howell had to, had to bring to the community. No, who was we? <laughs> we, we was excited about Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and Spencer Rattler. Lord Who have we? mercy. Tank, what, what, what was it? You you had made this this catchphrase. It was like Tank was for rock, Rattler or something like Rattler. that. Now, it wasn't me. It was actually my boy uh, my boy on Twitter, Coach Barnes, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my Great boy. follow, by the way. Uh, amazing follow. Um but you know, I, I've always told y'all the truth about uh, Spencer Rattler <laughs> and yeah, Sam Howell. I always was off that train. So, yeah, you but did. I, I, I will say, Cody, while I was at the Senior Bowl and just hearing from a few few people that I know, uh, Houston is keeping the eye on Sam Howell. And so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. I, I, I don't think that's a, a a match made in heaven. Uh, honestly, I don't, but keep an eye on Sam Howe. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. And John, that is where I'm going, and I did not have an opportunity. We did not have an opportunity to talk about this last week because we all know the Lovey Smith basically just dominated everything with the Houston Texans. But since you was out there in Alabama, was was there any player because three out of the four players that I just named were at the senior bowl in Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, and of course my guy that I was a big fan of that and I'm still in, but I don't think he should come to the Houston Texans and Malik Willis. Was there any quarterback that you actually saw that would be that you would be okay to Texans taking a risk on using one of their draft picks and kind of creating like this competition between them and Davis Mills going into training camp, or do you think the Texans should 100% focus on Davis Mills as a quarterback, at least for 2022. Yeah, man, I, I look at the Texans situation, and I've been on this train, bringing a veteran quarterback in this upcoming free agency, bringing somebody that could push Davis Mills, compete with Davis Mills. If he's not mm. able to beat out that veteran quarterback, then you got to go with the vet. But somebody that can you know, come in, understand what you're trying to do schematically, on offense, <clears throat> excuse me, and 
get that young quarterback to the next level. Now, I look at Pep Hamilton as OC, and I immediately see more success or consistent success for Davis Mills compared to what I saw in his rookie year. But no, there's no quarterback that I see Houston uh, making sense for Houston to take in this year's draft. Um, and, and I also look at this year's draft for quarterbacks, one of those more lackluster's. However, I will say of all of the quarterbacks that I saw uh, during the Senior Bowl, after day one, Malik Willis was the best quarterback out on the field. Hmm. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. And please be sure to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texas and keep you know, uh, on YouTube. Keep commenting, keep sharing, keep liking, keep subscribing, keep everything. Until we holler at you guys tomorrow, be sure to come out Thursday to the Social Beer Garden. Locked On Texas, Locked On Rockets, Locked On, locked on Astros. We will be getting together like uh, Captain Planet, Earth, Water. <laughs> for, for, for the state of Houston, bad. No baseball. What are we doing? <laughs> Houston sports. We'll see y'all on Thursday starting at 8 o'clock. Get out there early. Let's chop it up. Let's talk sports and have fun. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.